Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. Coming together in the wake of horrific tragedy. (laughs) 97-year-old Rose Mallinger of Squirrel Hill. 66-year-old Jerry Rabinowitz of Edgewood, uh, 65... I never, ever thought that we would even think about something like that or feel any sort of danger. I've never felt danger praying in my community. We have to be very loud in saying we are the majority. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. Eleven people were killed after a man walked into the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh with an assault-style rifle and opened fire. Now we're learning more about the victims in that attack. David Muir begins with more on that. It is the growing makeshift memorial outside the Tree of Life Synagogue here in Pittsburgh. Mourners coming together, waiting in line to lay flowers for the 11 lives lost. Dr. Carl Williams, the chief medical examiner, reading the names. 97-year-old Rose Mallinger of Squirrel Hill. 66-year-old Jerry Rabinowitz of Edgewood, uh, 65-year-old Richard Gottfried of Ross Township, 75-year-old Joyce Feinberg of Oakland, 69-year-old Irving Youngner of Mount Washington, 59-year-old Cecil Rosenthal of Squirrel Hill, 54-year-old David Rosenthal. David uh, and Cecil Rosenthal were brothers. Members of the congregation telling us Cecil and David, both with special needs, had been coming to the synagogue since childhood and were always there. They never missed a service. Freddie Rabner says Cecil was known for his kindness and was often the greeter when members arrived. He was someone that we all knew. You know how there's people in the community that everyone knows? He's one of those guys where if I'm driving home from work, I would toot my horn and give him a honk and he'd give me a wave. And and for us to learn uh, that he passed away, it's a symbol of how senseless this act of violence was because you don't get a more innocent harmless individual who doesn't have an ill bone in his body. 84-year-old Bernice Simon of Wilkinsburg, 86-year-old Sylvan Simon of Wilkinsburg. Bernice and Sylvan were husband and wife. Bernice and Sylvan Simon were married at this synagogue in December 1956. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette wedding announcement from back then. Sylvan Simon's wed Saturday in a candlelight ceremony, it reads. The bride carried a white Bible with white orchids. 71-year-old Daniel Stein. Daniel was a new grandfather. Daniel's son, Joe, posting on Facebook, writing, My mom, sister, and I are absolutely devastated and crushed. 88-year-old Melvin Wax of Squirrel Hill. Bill Cardiff called Wax a close family friend. He's a a gentle man, very easygoing, simple, quiet, likes to tell jokes. His passions in life were went to shul, synagogue. That was his routine. That was as important to him as having breakfast for most people. 
The shooting rampage is being decried as the deadliest attack on Jews in U.S. history. Statistics show that long before the gunfire, anti-Semitism has been on the rise in the United States. Jews make up only about 2% of the U.S. population, but in annual FBI data, they repeatedly account for more than half of the Americans targeted by hate crimes committed due to religious bias. The Anti-Defamation League identifying nearly 1,986 anti-Semitic incidents in the U.S. in 2017 alone, up from 1,267 in 2016. It also reported a major increase in anti-Semitic online harassment in Amherst Sunday night at Temple Beth Zedek. The Western New York Jewish community opening its doors and hearts to anyone of any faith to gather in prayer and vigil. Tonight we welcome you into this holy space, into this holy sanctuary. Rabbi Alex Lazarus Klein. We do so with open arms, with an open heart. We are overwhelmed by everyone's presence here. Some of you have come because you can't stop the tears from flowing. Some of you have come in support of the Jewish community. Some of you have come as fellow travelers. Some of you have come just because you don't know what else to do. And if I could, I would go up to each of you and welcome you with a hug and a kiss and tell you it matters that you came. In times like this, we don't know what to do. Sometimes as, as a Jewish community, we really, really feel that. I've been on Squirrel Hill. Squirrel Hill, the Upper West Side, uh, you know, parts of Miami are like places where Jews go to feel safe. They are the meccas of the Jewish community. And now one of those feels a little less safe, and I hate the fact. I hate the fact that I have to heal reports and that I personally knew, knew someone there and that many of us have connections uh, to people there and to that community there. I hate that we need to call one another and find out if we're okay and that we feel so blessed that we are. And I think the only thing that we can do is come together and pray and be there and to know that Whatever happens, we'll be there for one another. So apologies as we come through this program. It's not going to be a program that fits together perfectly. We don't mean to offend anyone who came, who maybe wanted to speak. We're really limiting that because we want to focus just on the prayerfulness of this moment. And I hope that you'll understand and I hope that you'll continue to share this message that we are. This incident has really devastated our community. Rabbi Lazarus Klein talking with me minutes before the vigil. And to be able to gather and be together and to really support one another in this moment is so important. People really don't know how to react and they just want to be with one another. And that's all you can do in these difficult times. I think in the Jewish community, we've had a lot of hardship. My generation really has never experienced anti-Semitism like this, and I don't feel afraid to be in America, but this is the first taste that that generation had that I feel now today. Uh, honestly, it's an utter shock. 
Uh, this is not something I ever, ever imagined I would have to worry about in my synagogue community. Uh, in all throughout the world, in Europe and Central America and, and South America and Russia, Jewish communities have had armed guards. That's been the norm. I never, ever thought that we would even think about something like that or feel any sort of danger. I've never felt danger praying in my community. Uh, I know that the church, the A&E church in South Carolina that uh, was hit with a similar thing three years ago, they opened their doors even wider. I think it's a delicate balance. I do not want guns in our community, and yet we will make sure to have security. If, uh, if, if it's an important event like tonight, we will have uh, police officers and others involved. Uh, but in general, it's important that people feel welcomed. We, we don't want to put up barricades to people entering our communities. It's a, it's a very meaningful and painful night. For Lana Benitovich particularly, president of the National Federation for Just Communities in Western New York, talking with me at the vigil. But one that is filled with hope and support for each other, and particularly with support for the families, the dear families in Pittsburgh. Our hearts are broken. What are you thinking um, at this, this time and, uh, you know, with what's transpired in, in Pittsburgh of, of where we are as a society? I'm thinking that we have to be very loud in saying we are the majority. We can't be the silent majority. We have to be the loud majority that's speaking out against all of the mission of the NFJC that we've been saying against bias, bigotry. U.S. Attorney Scott Brady says federal prosecutors are seeking approval to pursue the death penalty against the suspect, Robert Bowers. Brady says he's begun the process to get Attorney General Jeff Sessions' approval as required by law. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.